guys, welcome to Crazy Place. So today I have Mr. Flavor Saver. What's up? <laughs> so uh, Mr. Flavor Saver and I went to high school together. And I had no idea he also wanted to be a chef. <laughs> it, it all started with uh, Mr. Gallardo's class. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was I thought I was like, oh man, you can make money doing this? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bet. Let me, let me see how it goes. I was the cooking teacher for people listening. Um, so I came all across your channel on YouTube, eating White Castle, and <laughs> now you're doing vegan stuff. So uh, what's kind of the idea behind what you're doing? Well, the vegan is just solely just like just healthy dishes. You know, it's like a big movement, vegan, like going vegan, going plant-based, all these different diets. So. I thought I could, you know, channel in on some viewers with some vegan recipes and not just that, but the main, the main thing about me making vegan recipes is because I have uh, colitis. So it, the doctor says, Oh, if you do vegan for like a month, you know, you reboot your system, this and that. So, you know, I like to, I like to every six months, maybe for 30 days, do like a, a clean diet just to, you know, reset the whole body, the whole momentum. Um, but not just that, but you could get really creative with vegan food. People think of it as just like, like, you know, just vegetables and fruits in a bowl. But actually, if you really think about it, like there's so many options that you could put together and just like, you would eat some, there's some dishes you wouldn't even know is vegan. I, I came across a few of them and I'm like, what is that? Is that meat? <laughs> is that like the pulled pork one I saw you do? Yeah, that pulled pork was actually, yeah, that was really good. Um, that was made with mushrooms. I was, I was surprised. I could, that's something that I could eat every day and not be like, oh, I kind of crave pork, you know, like, let me get some of that. So that was a good recipe. I, that's definitely one of my favorite vegan recipes to do. Um, right now, I'm actually experimenting with the Beyond Meat. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not too sure about putting that in my body, to be honest with you. <laughs> that sounds, uh, I'll wait 10 years and see uh, who grows what, and then I'll try it out. Because <laughs> uh, I'll stick with the mushrooms, I guess. <laughs> I, I totally understand. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Yeah, it blows my mind how they could make stuff like that taste like meat, and it's just made out of plants. It's yeah, still like, like to this day, I'm just like, wow. Like who's I who who how? woke up one day was like, hmm, let me just put all this stuff together and make it bleed and taste like beef. Yeah, it's probably not good for you. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's I read I read the nutritional label. It's like, you know, I mean, everything out there that's packaged has some negatives to it, right? Yeah, which is I like. So growing up, I had like terrible IBS. Like, okay, would like, I think I did, almost didn't graduate because not because my my grades were good, but yeah. I had too many absences. <laughs> 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 because, because of that, right? Yeah, because it's of that. hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I I I have it right now, and it's like I work in like my day job. I work, you know, in the OR. I'm I'm in the healthcare right now. So it's really hard, and I travel all over the place, all over the hospitals across the nation. So it's like 
it's hard to balance uh, a good diet. You know, like your your body's rhythm is always off. Oh, so yeah. it's it's always hard to, you know, like I'm always on planes, like different times. My timing is off, this and that. And it's like, th- that's why I was like, all right, I need something else in my life. Like, let me, let me see what I could do on YouTube also. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for like my YouTube to be like, wait, like make more money than what I'm making now as a regular job. Because honestly, I mean, yeah, I'm a central worker, but I hate it. I hate it. It's so, it's like too proper for me. I'm a really goofy guy. You can't be goofy in the OR. It's not the best place. <laughs> oh my God. And that's just, that's just me, you know, is that's, that's just my, uh, my characteristic. Like I always need to find something funny or like, you know, just to, like laugh and you like in the hospital is not really a laughing place. No. Well, it depends it depends you know it depends but maybe you need to like be the person that goes to the children's hospital <laughs> like patch adams yeah <laughs> oh my god but uh i don't know i was playing with the flashlight over there i just got distracted <laughs> anyway <laughs> um i forgot what i was gonna ask you well, I wouldn't know how you started after after high school. Like, what was your what was your journey? Well, I always wanted to be a pastry chef. Um, and t- well, not always. So, like, there were like a couple years in middle school where I was like, I'm gonna be the first female UFC fighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> Wow, so in middle school, you, you wanted to become a UFC fighter? Oh, I got, I got, because me and my brother, Danny, we did jiu-jitsu uh, since we were 12, and uh, I got made fun of so bad, like, in middle school <laughs> and stuff, because I was just like, you know, I was excited. I won, like, the tournaments, like, we were really good, yeah. um, <laughs> and actually, the next <laughs> One of the next people I'm gonna interview is gonna be a female grappler, but uh, oh nice! So, but because this is like off topic, but my uh, <laughs> so my brother is still training in jujitsu and wants to open his own school. So he was like looking at jujitsu videos online, like he normally does, and he like found one from when I like first started, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing tournaments and stuff. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> like on youtube and um so i contacted the guy who uh who had it up there which kind of it, it's cool but it kind of sucks because i don't get any credit for like all those views <laughs> but <laughs> um so i was like oh can i interview you and he's like oh why don't i just like put you in contact with a female fighter to interview i was like oh that'd be great so that's that's what my next video is going to be on but yeah i wanted to uh i was like all in but it uh you know my mom wasn't really into that either she didn't want her daughter to have like a busted face (laughs) (laughs) trying to make it and like when we were kids dana white was like no girls in the ufc unless you want to be a ring girl and i was like yeah what the fuck (laughs) oh look at it now it's changed like crazy but uh yeah, so, but aside from that, I wanted to be a pastry chef, 
And um, then I went to the restaurant school at Walnut Hill College in Philadelphia for pastry because at the time it was the only college that had a bachelor's degree in pastry. So I wound up going there, graduated, worked in Philly for a while, went back to New Jersey, uh, tried to help one of Danny's friends open a food truck, and then started, I was working, then I started a different job in New York, but it was like, I did like mostly fine dining. So like fine dining, like you burn out pretty quick. <laughs> and, of course, uh, yeah. You know those people are so underpaid and like yeah i mean the whole industry is you know unless yeah. you go into business on yourself like that's why i'm here at this at this point in my life like i've been through so many cuisines and restaurants and i'm just like i don't know if i want to be here like it's not i'm not learning nothing like honestly if you're going to work in a kitchen straight out of culinary school you also want to learn from the sh- no you just like, cut you out I was what saying, you like, say? if you, after, after culinary school, like, yeah. when you get your first job in a nice restaurant, you want the chef to be your mentor, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's hard to find mentors like that nowadays. They're, they're, I've worked with a lot of chefs that are really dicks and assholes. And I'm I just mean, like. Yeah. I got I mean, lucky. That, but I got lucky, but also, like, I had a lot of both. Mostly the women I worked under were very mm-hmm. good at mm-hmm. like taking you under their wing and teaching you mm-hmm. but a lot of the guys were like mostly like that french mentality that you have to like yeah. Yeah. be an asshole I was like like why and then I, the the last one that i worked under in new york was like i remember like what really gave me the i like the seeds i think for this kind of stuff was i was working there and the person i replaced they were like it was like these the team was like maybe like five other pastry chefs one of them mm-hmm. was like the sous chef and they were all women but the top guy was a, a guy and like he's such an asshole <laughs> and i'm looking <laughs> around and i'm like best case scenario i get to be that guy and then the girl i replaced had had started her own food blog or lifestyle blog or something and they're in there and they're reading this post and she's like i'm so happy i quit that fucking job like just <laughs> trashing on the place and i'm like do i really want to work here <laughs> yeah you gotta oh, listen to pe- the reason why people leave is is things like that and you gotta you gotta know that before you take a job like you know because you just regret it and this is a waste of time too overall yeah but yeah so then i started teaching um and it was just kind of like the same thing. Like everywhere I went, like I would kind of like put my heart into something. And then mm-hmm. because I didn't own it, it was just like, you know, ripped away from me or I wasn't oh. fairly compensated for it. So then I decided, <laughs> I was like, how do I live my life? Like Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> and oh. I was like, international flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> And then I became a flight attendant, and uh, while I was a flight attendant, I wrote a book on cooking with marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dope I, book. <laughs> and then I got fired from both my jobs because uh, 
COVID happened and they're like, yeah. oh, nobody's traveling. <laughs> Nobody needs cooking lessons. But now I'm just joking. You do. Um, there's, I mean, you can start like, vir- there's like virtual cooking classes. Yeah, so, and I saw that Facebook yeah. just started a thing where you could host events. So if anyone's interested in that, comment it below. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people out there. I saw it's some like, things, like, but... It's like a date night at your, in your own kitchen, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, you don't have to drink and drive, so good. <laughs> Just stay there. Stay in the kitchen. Yeah. But I feel like most of the time when I did those kinds of cooking lessons, you wind up doing most of the cooking because the people are so drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how How long did you do that for? It was only like three or four months because they had opened a Sur La Table um, in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And they're actually closing at the end of the month because of COVID. They just opened like right before Christmas, like actually right after Thanksgiving, like Black Friday was like mm-hmm. their first big weekend. And now like brand new everything, brand new kitchens. Um, well, that was my most recent teaching job. Before I was teaching at um, Eva's Village in Patterson um, to help people like have a skill to get back on their feet. Mm. But then they <laughs> they decided to make a cookie and brownie business to get the students like jobs and give money back to the yeah. school. But it just like pretty much all fell apart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what happened, but it, it was really disheartening because. Um, you know, my students, they were, you know, they were recovering, they're in recovery and stuff. And I think some of them are doing well now, but like at that time, like most of them went back on drugs because they had just started making a living and then you ripped everything Mm -hmm. away from them. So that was really hard, but then I became a flight attendant. (laughs) (laughs) Did you travel a lot? I know you get the free flights. Um, you don't get so I was working for Norwegian, which okay. is not part of like the American Airlines. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's not like the same thing. Like we we had like ID travel where you could bring like some someone with you. Like they still charge oh, you money okay. for it. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't like I could go on any airline or whatever. But I did get a cool a couple cool trips and. Um, I mean, I got to see Barcelona, like Spain. I got to go to Scandinavia. I got to go to Thailand at the very end of it. Oh, I bet that street food would uh, hit different once you see it in person. Well, when I, so my last trip, (laughs) I'm like really, really allergic to shellfish. So I had to stay away from the seafood. But my last trip was in March and coronavirus everywhere <laughs> else everything <laughs> everywhere else but since february i was watching coronavirus in this the news outside of america and i was going why isn't america doing anything about this <laughs> and um you know even like i brought masks with me and stuff because my mom's a nurse practitioner like i know yeah. how this shit works <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so people thought I was like crazy. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, 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 no. 
Like we're in Asia, like, and Thailand at the time had like the second most, like the second highest amount of infected people um, besides China. Mm-hmm. And we were flying there and nobody was testing us. Like I got tested once going into Thailand, coming out, nobody cared. <laughs> and like, when I got home, I was like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> and I was sick. Did you catch it? I tried to get tested and it it was before they figured out like what they were doing. So I went to the hospital yeah. and I basically sat in like a decan- decontamination shower for like three hours until they finally decided to test me for <laughs> influenza and strep. And they said, if that came back negative, they test me for Corona. They both came back negative and they never sent it out to get tested for Corona. So I would never wow. fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just wasted $300 for my insurance for nothing. Like, yeah, it's, I actually caught it um, back in, I would say May. May? In May, yeah, I was in the hospital for a week. I thought you just got over it now. You caught it back in May? No, I I got, this is my colitis has been acting up because I've been uh, eating really, like, just shitty. Like, I mean... When I'm traveling, you know, the company gives you money to get some food, so why not go and explore, you know? It became a really bad habit. So I got sick from that. But back in May, I caught the corona when I was working at the hospital. And then, like, the next day, like, the next two days, like, my fever went up to 105. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, is this it? Like, I didn't even get to, like... I didn't even get to travel or nothing. Like I didn't, get I didn't to even make this. money off my YouTube channel yet. Right? <laughs> I didn't become famous yet. Come on. <laughs> so then I went to the hospital and they're like, yeah, man, you got Corona. And I was like, oh, so what does that mean now? They're like, you got to go upstairs. Like you got to keep you here. So I was isolated for a whole week. And it was the most craziest like experience because like you can't leave. You, nobody could come see you. And this was, like, during the week of Mother's Day. So on Mother's Day, I was in the hospital. I didn't even spend time with my mom. Like, it was weird. The only person I got to talk to was whoever nurse was coming in and out and whoever was taking my order for food to bring up to the room. Those were, like, my only two people besides uh, having my phone, you know. And did you have to pay for, like, all that time in the hospital? Thank God. You know how much that bill was? It was... $230,000 $230,000 for six days in the hospital for Corona. Wait, $230,000. No, no, no. My insurance covered it. Holy uh, shit. I, yeah, I, I asked the nurse. I'm like, hey, man, like if somebody doesn't have insurance, like nobody has $230,000, like a normal person just laying around. And like, well, that's where the government comes in and they pay for it. So I'm like, all right, now this all sounds so fishy. Like they couldn't cover a hundred percent. So why not why not just make every patient be like corona here, corona there, you got corona, you got corona. That's that's all that money coming into the hospital. So why not just check off the box and be like, Yeah, you got corona, bro? Yeah, but even if you like to me I really think we should have universal health care. Like I think it's ridiculous. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, to like even like I had to pay three hundred dollars, which was um I don't know, like a portion of it, you know? Yeah. Was it like which, a urgent care or no, it's a hospital. Like the actual hospital. Okay. Because I had gone 
that was another thing. Like I had gone to like, I went to urgent care. They're like, we don't test for that here. Call this hotline. The hotline was like, go to urgent care. <laughs> so I went to a different urgent care. They're like, no, we don't do that there. Go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. <laughs> Finally, I see like this big table set up that's in like the like area between like the two main doors. And it's like, if you think you have Corona, come here. And then, you know, three hours later, you're going to tell me you don't even have the fucking test. <laughs> like, <laughs> you go through the whole process. Yeah, and then I, and then it's like pay me three hundred dollars. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was just like, and if you don't have insurance, what are you gonna do? And also, yeah. if you don't have insurance, you're not gonna go to the hospital. Exactly. Get everybody else sick. So. I'm now with Universal Healthcare. Yeah. The doctors I work with are not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they would get paid differently. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean they still have like even I got sick once when I was in uh, London flying I had an ear infection and it's like very dangerous to fly with an ear infection oh, yeah so yeah. Um, I went to the hospital there and like in New Jersey you still wait like four hours in the, to get into the you know the for the doctor to see you same thing there except I didn't have to pay for it <laughs> they like they didn't know what to do because I wasn't like from England <laughs> so they're like we're not I don't think we're supposed to treat you because like you don't pay taxes here but here's some antibiotics <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like you know it's not like for the customer it's not a really big change like and they still have private hospitals there if you want to be a rich person and like I don't know. I have like champagne brought to your room or whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> it's uh, so like the antibiotics they gave you. Did you have to pay for it or like was it like expensive compared to here in the U.S.? I was like, I think it was like three pounds maybe, which was like five dollars or I don't even know. Maybe it was that might have been something less than that. I had to fill get the prescription filled, and it was like it was like a different medicine. It was like this. Stuff I had to like squirt in my ear, like, cause I'm just used to like, you know, take some kind of bath. It worked. It was cool. My mom's like, those are the good drugs. You get better. <laughs> you better save those. But uh, yeah, but you know, then I could fly. But it was uh, it was really complicated when we went over there because there was a, at the same time I had an ear infection. There was this other girl who. Um, I don't know what happened to her. It sounded like um, she cracked her rib in turbulence, like she hit a chair or something. Just like, you always got to wear your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> she was in like, she was just in like such, like so much pain, like just crying. And she went to the same hospital. Like I just saw her in the waiting room. I was like, I know you. <laughs> so I was talking to her and, uh, they wouldn't treat her because she needed an x-ray. And that was the thing. You had to wait like four months to get an x-ray. You didn't have like private insurance. Wow. But uh, then they took her. Luckily, one of the other crew members was Irish and understood how the system worked over there. <laughs> so he like, you know, actually that guy's a nurse now, but he, uh, <laughs> you know, he got her all situated. So that was good. Awesome. 
But anyway. So what made you uh, start doing YouTube videos? I wanted to do it before COVID as like a totally different channel with like the travel and the food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that didn't happen. And then I was really like, like when I like lost, I was literally like sick and like in between figuring out if I had COVID, I lost my job <laughs> like all yeah. in the same week. That's, so that's good. I was like a lot of it had to do with like I need something to do so I don't go insane <laughs> but <Exactly. laughs> and then it was like a couple it was I need something to do so I don't go insane shit how am I going to pay my rent okay how do I save as much money as I possibly can and that part was um like just bringing in the food budget because for most Americans like your phone bill is going to be your phone bill like your rent's going to be your rent yep pretty much the only places you can save are your food costs and maybe like your electricity like hot water type mm -hmm. thing but that's not usually like a crazy yeah. bill like air conditioning is but yeah so I was like all right well if I'm gonna need to do this, like everyone's gonna need to do this. So then I started exactly. my channel. And then like further down the line, I was like, you know, after working for so many other people and doing all that stuff, like I wanted something that was my own, you know? So like this can be my own brand and it's kind of like job security because we, Hopefully, no one can take it away from me, but myself. <laughs> exactly. So, once, once it starts to make money, but, yeah. you know, we'll see. I mean, you got to be, that's the one thing that I didn't do is be consistent. I mean, to begin with, I didn't even do it to, like, actually do it, like, every week. I just did it, like, I was like, hey, I, I, I quit my job when I lived in Milwaukee, right? I hate I hated that hospital up there. I was like, I got to get out of here, like. What what am I doing in Milwaukee? Yeah, what's in Milwaukee? Oh, like what the hell am I doing up here? So, like the whole drive back home, I'm like, I'm like, what can I do? Like, I hate my job, I hate healthcare. I got stuck into it. I need to leave. Like, let me think about something. And I'm like, hmm, let me uh, let me make a video. I need to <laughs> just so I have it for the future. I can show my future kids. Like, hey, this is what I did. You know. So I did that, and then, you know, like, I, I made a few of them, and then, like, one of them, the chicken over rice, like, took off. I was like, whoa, there's people actually, like, think that uh, I'm funny and actually make my food. I was like, I might as well just, like, like really think about doing this full time, you know? So at this point, um, I'm really, and once corona hit, I'm like, yo, everyone is home. The restaurants are closed. People need to learn how to cook at home. You know, they don't want to keep getting takeout or Uber Eats or, you know, they're not going to do they're that They're not going to be able day. to afford it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, and this is especially the time for anyone that has a special skill or a hobby to really like, you know, put down all their effort on it and actually make it into something during this okay. time. I it's mean. It's like, it's a given. 
I've know, been, uh, everyone, everyone needs to start their own business. Everyone needs to be their own boss. That's true. I'm tired of working for other people. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, And then it opened up a lot of opportunities too. Like I had companies reach out to me to like use our products in a video or like sell products um test products eat products my favorite thing to do is eat on camera i'd rather eat on camera than cook to be honest oh what's that what's that word where it's just the people eating like critiquing or? no no it sounds like it sounds like it should be a dirty word in a different language but it's like oh. you just sit there and you're like eat in front of the oh, camera. oh it's uh it's mukbang <laughs> yeah 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 mukbang <laughs> When I, I, the first mukbang video I saw was this girl eating a pickle, like a giant pickle, like this big. I'm like, and the microphone's right here and she just put it in her mouth and she's just chewing on it. I'm like, how the hell does she have over 2 million views of eating a pickle? Like the things you could do to like change your life on YouTube. It's, it's like the possibility is crazy. I'm growing some like, cucumbers on my patio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And, and that's crazy. Just people eating. Like, it's like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I just eat on a microphone, on camera. Make thousands of dollars every video. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> oh, my God. So are you going to do any more White Castle, or are you just sticking with the food? Oh, no. <laughs> Is White Castle so, open? Uh, it should be. I, I feel like that people, was actually that was the only time I went to that was the last time I went to White Castle. I just wanted just to try that burger. I was like, I have to try it. Like people talk about it. I saw on the news, like I I have to go there and try it. I know. And that's how I was like, whoa, this is this is crazy. And that was when it first came out, where it took like almost twenty minutes to cook it, and then now they like change the formula and all that, got all scientific on it. And now they're selling it at grocery stores and I have like a whole freezer packed with it. So this whole week I'm doing like, I'm doing, um, so I'm recreating my chicken and rice video, but vegan style. So it's going to be vegan gyro over rice with okay. a vegan white sauce. And I, I wrote out the recipe last night and I'm really excited to uh, film it tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting. Hopefully it comes out really good. I saw you in the the other video and you were doing the guy fieri bite i was wondering if you knew that you were doing it <laughs> you were doing the... <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah he's one of my favorites i, I like his style you know yeah you like, gotta get the tips like... though yeah oh my nah, god I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> though i like his vocabulary too on top of that his vocabulary is the best just the random stuff he says yeah, it's like I him. To. I like him. I like um, Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray. I like her concepts, like her thirty-minute meals. Like that's I'm all about. Like the twenty-minute, thirty-minute meals you could just whip up real quick. Because not everyone's a French chef, you know. Not everyone's gonna be like, you know, cutting their carrots like all precisely and you know doing all this technique. Like they just want to throw things together and make it taste good and call it a day, you know, go to sleep. Yeah. And I just like that's what I try to focus on because I am classically French trained. And yeah, you have you have really nice technique. Like 
I'm that's not I'm not there. Like I didn't finish culinary school. I dropped out. I was like, how much do I owe after I graduate? A hundred over a hundred thousand? Yeah. So another uh, reason why I, got I just I'll just I'll finish this year and I'm good. I still go find a job after this. I'll take but, the basic classes. Yeah. That's all you need though. But it's like, you know, when it comes to like nice skills and stuff, you don't don't even need to look nice. It's like I, I'd rather teach like the concept of why it has to be there, you know. Yeah. So like, I just have the reason behind it. It doesn't need to look pretty, but they all got to be the same size. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this way they cook at the same rate. Like there's certain yep. things that it's like, don't focus so much on the precision. Focus on mm -hmm. like why it needs to be that way, and then you can decide with like what you're doing if you need to put in that technique or not. You know, or there's a lot of things like soups and stuff where it's literally like the same steps over and over again, and you're just switching out the ingredients. <laughs> and exactly. it's like, so once you learn how to make one soup, like you know how to make all the soups. <laughs> like, yeah. You're done. Just that, you just need the broth. Once you get your broth done, I mean, it's up to you what you want to do with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once you know That's like do. your start. That's your starting point. Once you make your broth, all right, from there, it's like, gotta make it creamy, you can just keep it light or what you know it's you can't really mess up a soup yeah and you could put like everything in it <laughs> you, can put, you can put your whole pantry in there yeah that's what it's usually what i do <laughs> soup, soup those are, those are my yeah i mean i i have my lazy days where i just throw everything in an instant pot just press the button like i i just eat this with rice whatever comes out of this instant pot i'm, I'm gonna go with it I still, I think I, I don't even know if the Instapot I have is like the real Instapot or if it's like, they made a bunch of things that weren't like the original Instapot. They, yeah, they all do the same job. It's like the air fryers. It's like, all right, how many air fryers are out there? I remember the first air fryer I bought. This was like when it first came out, like the really big one. It was big. It was like twice the size of my microwave. And I oh, bought shit. it. I was in Denver for like a, a work conference. And it was late at night, and obviously, you know, Denver. So I ate some cookies, and <laughs> just sitting there on the, on the on the bed, and I'm like, "Whoa, you go fry with air? No you way!" Can fry with air. <laughs> Three papers at thirty nine ninety nine, and I get free knife set with the hell yeah! I was like, "Boom, boom, boom! Let me buy it." So then I bought it, and it came in, and I was like, "Whoa, this is way too big! Like, it takes up the whole kitchen." And then I was like, I made fries. And I made chicken wings. And I'm like, is it, it's not really worth it. Especially when it's going to take up half my kitchen. Like, it's almost half the size of my oven. So, I was like, right, I'm returning this. This is just such a dumb, like, impulsive buy. And I returned it. And then they, they kept on calling me back saying, oh, we'll, like, give you a discount if you just keep it. This, I'm like, no. Get, <laughs> I was like, get this shit out of my house. <laughs> I'm returning this. I was like, can I keep the knife? They're like, yeah, you can keep the knife. I was like, word. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah. And my then, mom I mean, has an air fryer. She loves it. Yeah. So now now it's like there's so many. I mean, just a basic one where you could fit like, I mean, like three, four servings of like chicken wings or chicken or, or it's like, you know, enough for three or four people. The one that pulls out, I think you're golden with that. I, I mean, think that might be the one she has. I don't, I've actually never used an air fryer before. 
Um, it's it's the the one that you pull out and pull back in. Like those are nice. I like those. They're just simple and quick. I don't have one because my oven is uh conventional and it has the fan. That's what pretty much it is. Air, you're yeah. So you it's just spinning the hot air around. That's what it's doing in the air fryer. So I'm like they just like you know there's just so much random shit out there, and yeah, they I they don't... try to get they try to get people that just like. Like, you see the commercials, the infomercials. Those are, they're, like, they're like gadget people. Like, I hate gadgets. Yeah, I hate yeah. things that only do one thing. Like, yeah. your so oven could be an air fryer, an oven, a slow cooker, like everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it usually oh, comes thing. with your house. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't... I would say the only... The only thing I have in my kitchen that I had for almost, I would say almost 15 years is the Nutribullet. The blender? The blender. That is the only thing that lasted for 15 years. I I would say that, whoever made that, yeah, that's like, it's like you get a little one, you go puree stuff in, and then you got the big one, and that's it. And it still lasts to this day. But I mean, I have my Vitamix. Yeah, and I use my I, I love my Vitamix. Yeah, I love that. And then oh, I also no. have a KitchenAid bowl that's still in the box. I haven't used it yet because I'm what? not a baker. I'm, I'm not a baker, so it's like I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, but with you it. can I, use it with so many <laughs> other things. Like, yeah, you. I have to do a video on just the random stuff I have that I haven't opened yet. I have to start giving them out, <laughs> like a free things. giveaway. <laughs> oh, here's a knife set for you. Here's a KitchenAid bowl for you. I'm not using it. Oh my god, that's not a bad idea though. <laughs> but I can't believe you never used a KitchenAid. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, those are worth like. Bake. I I failed baking one on one two times. Yeah, yeah. I, your reaction is like how? I'm like, cause first of all, my the, the pastry chef that was teaching the class definitely hated me. Because the, the reason why he hated me is because when you measure out, you know how baking, everything is precise, right? The measurements. I, I want to say that that is not true. Like, okay, it, it's, it's, it's true. It's true to, like, a certain extent. Okay. But for the most part, it's about, like, ratios and, yeah. like, like, obviously, if you're dealing with something, like, in small measurements, right like a like baking soda or something yeah you you don't want to be like crazily like just taking like a heaping tablespoon of that but like if you if it's like kind of like correct and you level it off or you don't level it off like yeah it's not going to be a huge difference you know so this is what happened so like it was like the second day of class and you know those big things that like you you put weight on one side and you put your flour and it has like it has to oh, level that's out. a scale. It's an old school scale, yeah. Yeah, like in science class back in middle school. So, yeah. but the teacher is using a digital scale. Like, bro, it's two thousand and nine. Why the hell am I measuring shit with a weight? Like, can I use the electric like thing that you got? And that took two seconds, and what I'm doing is taking twenty minutes, bro. Well, you went to the and iron. I, said, I raised my hand. I was like, I'm like, why are we, bro? It's 2009. Like, why are we still weighing shit? Like, back in the 70s. Like, no, dude. Yeah, so I don't want to do that. All that money for tuition, and you can't yeah. afford digital scales. 
because we had we had spring form scales which is okay. kind of like a step up from like this weight thing yeah like i'm talking about putting those like kilogram weights like i'm like oh, no. there's we, like a whole set it's like this big like yeah. heavy as and then i still don't know why we're using that like why are we why can't we use a digital scale bro like it's let's use technology <laughs> i mean i think like it's good to have just to like learn how to do it once but if you have to use that with like every class like get out of here like we had yeah. that when we worked um like bread station and we had because we had like a big one so we uh okay. we used it for that but like you they have they have digital scales that like weigh planes so i think we can find one that will weigh 30 pounds yeah. of flour. And yeah and he hated me after like the second day like everyone agreed with me and I guess he didn't like that. And I was, I was just being like, I wasn't trying to be a smart ass. I was just being like honest, like, dude, why are we still? Yeah, why are we still? Let's move up. It? Let's move up in the world, yo. Yeah, yeah, the dark ages. So yeah, all my muffins came out flat. Like my bread sucked. Like <laughs> it was bad. That's how I don't bake. The only thing I'll bake is cookies, brownies, and maybe a cheesecake. Yeah, but I feel like if the. Uh... You know, if you're using scales from like when Jesus was born, the baking soda is probably that old too. So maybe it wasn't your fault. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like I'm sure like your baking soda was like over like six months old, so nothing. Yeah. Really. <laughs> uh, I, like I was at the point where I didn't even want to wait. I just like just eyed it. I eyeballed it. I was like, oh, that. All right, boom. That looks like three cups. <laughs> It's not, you know, it's like, it's not like cooking like a, a dish where you could just like, you ever cook Indian food? It's like, there's no measurement. Like nobody gives you a precise measurement. Oh, uh, Indian food is something I really want to learn. Like, yeah, better. and it's hard. Yeah. And and the thing is with Indian food, if you go in any Indian restaurant, any Indian chef, they, they're not, if you ask them, oh, how much do you put? They're not going to be like. Uh, two tablespoons. No, they don't know. They just, no, they they just don't kept know. doing it. It's, it's just like trying to, yeah, it's like trying to ask your Italian grandma like how to make something. Exactly. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So you have to like go and do it with them and like yeah. try it that way. But, and then just keep just keep banging it out. Just keep doing it over and over again until you get it right. Yeah, that's too. But yeah, ever since I saw today's special, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. <laughs> I was like, I gotta learn. I gotta learn about this. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Was that the one where the uh, the older guy was teaching him? He he brought the spice rack out. Yeah, he brought like, like all these tins of spices and like. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed, I saw like, that. that was a good movie. Like, that was it was underrated. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That was definitely a good movie. I like that movie. I like a lot of cooking uh, movies. Like Chef was definitely one of my favorites. Oh my god, I love the soundtrack too, man. Yeah, it's a Gary Clark Jr. like all the time now. Like that's where I first heard him. I was like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> and then after after that movie came out, I I went straight to New Orleans. Like right after I watched it, oh, I was like, well, so I gotta go. Yeah, New Orleans is is definitely one of my favorite food places to go, just to eat. Like you can't if you like Creole Cajun food, seafood. I know I you probably can't go because you're highly allergic to shellfish. Yeah, but I really want <laughs> beignets, so I feel like. Oh my god! I I got it at like three a.m. in the morning. There was a spot open. It was twenty four hours, and literally, 
the powdered sugar was in a big trash can, like those big like industrial ones, just straight powdered sugar, and they'll just fry the dough and just throw it in there. Close the lid and just shake it. <laughs> Be like, here you go. I was like, thank you for the diabetes in that brown bag, bro. Uh, that remind me of, like, I always went to a, uh, you know, like any street fair in Nutley or the Italian festival. They had Zeppelis. And oh, yeah. I just like imagine them to be and like shaking the bag full of powdered sugar was like yeah. about the whole experience. Imagine. I just yeah. imagine it to be like that, but like even better because you're in New Orleans. <laughs> so. And it's humid. It's so humid down there. So that powdered sugar just turns into straight like clay from the humidity. Oh wow! So I'm just like oh. I'm like literally eating like a glob of powdered sugar, and I was like, oh man, it's so good. Put colitis. <laughs> but i actually did so i actually have about 15 videos of travel like travel videos of me eating and i can't put any of them out because the one thing i didn't i should have learned is how to use a camera because when i every time i came back and like looked at the videos i'm like why like everything is blurry like nothing is focusing and i'm just like I just did all that for no reason. And I did that 15 times, 15 different places that I traveled to. With a real camera? With the real camera. Phone? Like, wow. I started with T5i, Canon. I still have it. And then the GoPro, like, the new GoPro 8 was is amazing. Um, but the, I want to get that new Sony, like the Sony ZV-1 or something like that. It's strictly made for YouTubers. Like, it's, like, dumb simple. And it's so crisp. It focuses everything it's like 4k so that's something i definitely need to invest in like it's yeah, hard to know the like, tech is hard is. yeah and, I, and when i learned how to edit a video i was like okay this is hard i should have listened in high school like the two classes in high school was cooking class and the photography class that is the only two classes to this day that i'm using skills in me too <laughs> Cause I was, I took photography, digital photography, and I took yearbook too. And, uh, which by the way, I was not one of the people that voted for that ridiculous yearbook cover. That was not me. <laughs> I was, I was not the majority vote on that one, <laughs> but, um, which for our listeners, it's jungle themed. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, digital photography, and which really helped me with yearbook when I wrote my book on the marijuana edibles, because I already like could translate the Photoshop to this program called InDesign, which is also owned by Adobe, and I guess they made after Photoshop since we were it was like 2009 we were learning that, but. I the book I made like I made everything I'm down to the page numbers like wow so that's good it was just like thank god I took that class like <laughs> and then obviously cooking cooking really was uh like it was great because you just you got to take home the food from cooking class but it was just annoying because our um I remember being so annoyed because I got to my first cooking class like junior year because they wouldn't mm-hmm. let us be in the cooking class under junior year they said i was like but yeah. i want to be a chef 
I get to my cooking class and there's like freshmen and sophomores. Oh, uh, who was your first teacher? Was Galarda. Yeah, and, uh, he was so cool. He was so cool. And, and then I had Huggins and all them. Yeah. They, they made like this fake class where we kind of just like went and helped out the people in like the second year cooking class. Like we were kind of okay. like teacher's assistants basically. Because I yeah. was in like the first like AP class I ever got into was like statistics with Mr. Lomfante. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like either stay in statistics or go to like cooking three. And I was like, yeah, Please. cooking three. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone. I remember else. I only took one AP class. I was AP environmental, I think. That was like the one class where we didn't I didn't learn shit in that class. All I remember is that day we had to take the AP test to get college credits. I sat down and I'm like, Yeah, okay. Let's close it back up. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think anyone in that class like passed. Well, I'm Mr. sure you learned uh, climate <laughs> climate change is real. He just put on a movie every single day, like there was a movie, like National Geographic, like these are mountains. Whoa, these are mountains. That's it. <laughs> Global warming. These are mountains. <laughs> it's like I don't like I said, photography and cooking class, and then I want to say I had to give um his name, the guy that taught accounting. It was, in the, it was literally the same hallway as digital photography and culinary class. Like, if you just keep walking down, his classroom was NX? on the left. I know. Yeah. No, not into the annex. Well, he, that accounting class was a college class. I failed it, but I learned a lot in that class just by, like, like taxes. I learned, like, all this stuff that they don't teach in other classes. And, like, the most important thing in life to survive like mortgage, taxes, like all these things that nobody knows about. Yeah, they I, don't would, I wish you. that was mandatory. I wish that it was mandatory. It should have been, yeah. Because they framed that, they framed like, it was like a class, I think it was called like life skills. And the class okay. was um, like framed as like the class that was for like the stupid kids who couldn't do more advanced math. And I'm like, <laughs> so like, like they made it like shameful to like want to take that class and I feel like I should have just I should have really just like taken a good look at my guidance counselor who's a fucking idiot <laughs> and been like yeah, I, <laughs> I'm taking my I totally class. agree totally agree with you I'm like, like what did I do I just wanted like a roller coaster ride after high school but I guess I guess I mean now it's like you know now it's like I really, really want to like focus on this, you know, like this is it. This is what yeah. I can do every day and not get bored or tired and be like, oh, I got to get up to do this. Like, Exactly. And if you you're going to start your own business too, though, like when it comes to those classes, like, I mean, right now it doesn't matter that much if you're not making any money. Once you start making money, like you got to think about getting like an EIN. Do you want to be an LLC or do you want to be a sole proprietor? Like all this shit yeah. that like, well, I'll wait till that happens, though. Like, I mean, yeah. my channel is making money on YouTube, but it's not what I expected, you know. Uh, but then again, I'm not really putting out videos consistently every week, you know. That's yeah. one thing that that you have you have to do it, or else you lose your followers. Like, you lose people lose interest, you know. People people's minds are like, you know, they're on one thing, and next thing you know, boom, they're 
they're over it and they'll go to some some else. I just so feel like, like it takes effort to unsubscribe to something, and I'm like. I get really like sad when I see people unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. And then TikTok actually more people are on TikTok than YouTube. I, I noticed that. Like I noticed people that got famous on TikTok then went over to YouTube and none of their people came over to YouTube. So I'm like, they have very low followers on YouTube, but on TikTok they're just like banking it. I think so it's I, also that's like a I feel like that's like a age difference too. And yeah. I'm just concerned about number one, I watched a lot of Joe Rogan about TikTok. And I'm yeah. like <laughs> I don't know about TikTok, like I don't need the Chinese government, like I think it's <laughs> I like no information. The the American government already knows everything, <laughs> but like I don't know if I want China using me as like a spy <laughs> and like not knowing it. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of like no on the TikTok, but I'm also like, if they do shut it down, like then it's a waste of my time, you know? Yeah. Um, all that, eff- all that, the effort you put into it. That's the only thing uh, I'm not I mean, making more of. Yeah. So I mean, like YouTube is definitely a gateway to not just make money off of your videos, but to sell things like, you know, sell products. Like, like I'm working on my hot sauce. I work with a hot sauce company and I'm like, damn, I'm making this much money off of selling hot sauce. Like I can do that. So I went out like the next day, I bought, a, I got a hundred bottles from Amazon. I like, I put a, my label on it. I did the first, I did two batches and I send them out to like all my family, my friends. And they're just like, Oh, you got to make it again. Got to make it again. I'm like, I, this is something Send I can me get some into. hot sauce, man. I got I'll you. I sent you a video. I'll, I'll send like, you a care package. <laughs> I'll send you a care package. No, because I actually I want to make a video on uh, buffalo chicken dip. So like, Oof. you need like a really nice hot sauce, like flavorful hot sauce for that. Yeah, definitely something like on the vinegar and the acidic side. Or do you want something more like on the, like, straight sweating, like regretting taking a bite side? No, no, I don't like regretting taking a bite because everything I make, I have to, you know, because of my budget, I have to work into my actual diet. (laughs) So uh, I can't make it where I'm going, you know, having lava lava explosions in the bathroom all week. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember I, I did I, I posted a video on YouTube uh do the death nut challenge where you eat there's like five levels and there's a peanut that you eat and like each level it gets spicier and spicier. I did that. Oh my I had to take that video down. That was really bad. <laughs> I, I, was, I came home that night. I, I finished it and then I got home and like a few hours later I I was debating if I should go to the hospital because I literally felt my insides like doing something that I wasn't used to. And I was like, holy shit, I had to get the second one. <laughs> so then I ordered, I ordered like, I ordered four boxes of their second version of the Death Nut. So this is a video I'm working on right now. I'm just getting some, bunch of my uh, idiot friends to do it. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm going to film it, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh my and, then, and then the comp, and then they sent me an uh, extra four to give out after doing the video. So that'll be something cool. 
to uh, deal with my fans. <laughs> well, you gotta make sure it's like somebody else with a channel so they can film. Oh it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Maybe I can get Noel to do it. Probably not. He's too smart for that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. This is it's spices in the first box. So I was like, I there's peppers in there I never heard of in my life. Pepper X. There's like some new pepper. There's always a new pepper like every oh, year. Yeah some mutated like it's like it's like weech it's like cannabis strains you know there's always something new that they put together like peppers and cannabis are the same you know well, and you take two and tomatoes you just uh crossbreed them i'm yeah. like no i got i got like really into god i went down the rabbit hole in gardening world <laughs> this whole thing i got I got like a whole fucking forest on my patio right now like oh really so they, you all all your produce is uh is what you grew i'm trying <laughs> but uh i started growing my produce with like a new jersey attitude when i should have you know thought about i'm not in new jersey anymore <laughs> i need to <laughs> grow like i'm in florida <laughs> <laughs> exactly you got the sun there <laughs> yeah so i started my tomatoes in uh, like the beginning of the summer which is like the worst time to do it in Florida because the summer is so hot. Yeah. When, the, when is like the best month to start? Um, it seems like you can grow them like any time but the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure like, I'm sure spring is probably better than fall because the, uh, the days are, I think are a little bit longer in spring than fall. I don't know. Maybe okay. it's the same. I'm not sure. But, uh, not the summer because it's so hot here that like they don't produce tomatoes like they have the little flowers and then they just die off <laughs> <laughs> so i have like all these vines and everyone's like wow i love your plants it's so great how like you must be eating tomatoes every day <laughs> like, no but i got so much basil that it's kind of like like when i look at the cost of herbs i've definitely like saved like hundreds of dollars already just on growing basil and like yeah and, and it's so, super and it's super simple for herbs so to grow simple. outside even inside you can grow them in like a window but uh and tomatoes the what the upside down topsy what is it called topsy turvy one my mom has that <laughs> it works pretty <laughs> I, good i always wondered if he could grow cannabis upside down on one of those things Having Probably. the lights on the bottom instead of the top. You ever think about that? Like I was like, I was, I got into a rabbit hole too, like thinking of how to grow certain things. I mean, I think you could, but I just don't know if it would be like efficient with space. It just won't be. Yeah, it just won't be strong enough, I guess. Well, I think you might get more leaves than you will buds. Okay. You know? So I think that would be the problem, but it's worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm still waiting for New Jersey to allow, uh, um, if you have a card up here, to grow it. Right now, it's just you're just allowed to go and buy it at the dispensary. It's such a, even in Florida, like, it's such a, uh, it's just such bullshit. Like, it is. I took a whole, <laughs> I, I got certified to work at a dispensary here. I got offered a job and everything, and I turned it down. I just thought that I wanted. I'm right now. I'm still working on doing an edible line, 
I'm really, really close to like moving to California or Denver to start it up. Well, California's on fire, so I think Denver would be a better option. Yeah, be higher up in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much you could do with it. Like I was the other day, I was reading about this this housewife, like a mom, that's making almost ten million dollars just making gummy bears. Well, my like my idea for that was to do the book and then come out with an edible line based on the book. Um, which is going to be a series of books, but gotta make money first, you know? Yeah, like in New Jersey, so when I was taking the class to get certified, so I had four business guys in front of me. They own already half the business, like the dispensaries in New Jersey already, and I'm like, how much do you need to start it up? They're like, you need just two million in cash first. I'm like, two million in cash first? Like, what's after that? (laughs) Like, well, then you gotta pay, like, you know, you gotta put cash in envelopes and you got to give it out to people i was like oh okay it's jersey yeah no but it's like that yeah. everywhere and it's it's horrible but, because it's yeah all... but then I, when i went to cali i did a a personal uh private like dispensary like cannabis tour where they bring you around to farms and all this and that and it's just like it's the wild west out there it's just like there's certain dispensaries that have licenses there's some that don't and it's like They've been there for years, and it's like nobody gives a shit there. It's like, well, they if do because if you get too big on the, yeah, they'll send you know they'll call somebody to send the DEA yeah. on you. But uh, well, I mean, at that point, it's like you got enough cash somewhere. Like they're paying people twenty dollars an hour just to run cash to like CVS or Walgreens and get a, a cashier check. Like that's a job, just to run back and forth. Yeah, that's and crazy. Like, but they it's have just, to do anything it's wild. in cash too because they can't. Yeah. Um, but it's also ridiculous because it's just it's so much money to start up with yeah. all the legal fees and everything. And like, you just need like you need a lawyer like on retainer. Yeah, for sure. That or at least have like somebody that's already in it to guide you, you know, through it without kind of like fucking you over. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Not someone not taking all your great ideas and fucking you over them with them? You're right. Without having a cut of your business? No. Right. But I have so I have people that I know that already owns dispensaries in Arizona. So it I don't know if it became recreational yet, but they told me that what they do is they just all go in, like they get like group of people that go in and just buy the license. Yeah. That's it. So it's like a and then, and they just read like they flip the license, so like they'll buy it for like let's say two hundred fifty thousand, and then once it becomes recreational or once a, a city gives like a permit to open up three more, they'll sell it for like a million. Yeah. And they'll it's just like they'll, bank, they'll just pocket the rest. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why, dude? Like that's there's no fun in that. Like, don't you want to have your own like storefront or like your own product line? I would do a product line because it's less dangerous, basically. Like you need a yeah. warehouse factory and then you don't have to worry about people breaking in, especially when it, it's like all cash because it's not federally yeah. legal. So it's yeah. dangerous. But I think once, and also like, I feel like once it's federally legal, like it's still going to be really hard for 
poor people to get in the game as usual yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a it's like a raffle to see who can have a license it's not even a raffle it's always people that they know you know it's yeah. like always the it's the one percent it's all the it's very like it's like ohio it's when so they wanted rigged. to make it when they wanted to make it uh medicinal or i don't know if it was medicinal or recreational but the catch was only five families can own it in the whole state well in new so jersey it was, it was three alternative care centers north yeah. middle and south and it was like the same people owning it yeah and there's, there's no options because it's seed to sell like if you grow if you plant the seed then you're selling that in your store like you can't sell it anywhere else yeah, and you can't make an edible line and yeah, put it in the store. I mean, yeah, over here you have to be only 18 or under with like a special condition and get edibles. But they get away with like cough drops for like adults. I'm like, this is so like, this is so weird. This is so dumb. It's so dumb. You guys got to change. You guys got to change something. I'm like, nobody, you guys don't want to make any tax money? Like, it's 2020. Like, you guys need money in this state. I feel like that's going to be Trump's like, Last poll, like, like, like the day before uh, voting. Yeah, I'm gonna make yeah. it legal. Yeah. By the way, guys, marijuana is legal now. Vote for me. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do. But there's, it's I, I like the health benefits, like CBD. Oh my god, CBD has. When I first believed CBD worked is when I worked in dialysis. So you know what, like dialysis with the kid, like you know. They, yeah. they're pretty much dying you know like it's, it's sad it's the vibe is not cool like it's just really so one of the patients she couldn't like she was having trouble walking because her ankles will swell up after her uh her um dialysis so i was like why don't you put cbd uh cream on it or balm so i was like you just go down the street and grab it from the health store she did it the next day she didn't even come in with like her her uh like her cane or none she just walked in like a normal person she's like hey that lotion worked really well i'm gonna get more i was like, I was like cool like all right it works That's and awesome. then yeah and i met i met a couple of people in arizona that uh, a couple of farmers that grow it uh they brought me out it's pretty cool it's a cool uh like if you get into the science behind it there's a lot that we don't know about that can be really oh, beneficial so yeah yeah like Cancer, like when you talk about you know fighting cancer with it and like actually beating it with it, like that's something that we need to focus on. Yeah, among other things, especially now too. Like everyone is so fucking anxious and like upset. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's like just all right, I'll write you a script. Just here you go. I mean, like to to if drugs. I get if I get alcohol at the store to calm me down, I should be able to get some weed. You know. Right. Like, that's, you know, it's at least it's healthier for me, you know? Yeah. Crazy. But I can't, I can't even do that because, uh, you know, being a flight attendant and because I wrote the book, I feel like I got drug tested at work. <laughs> and people like, started to find this? out about <laughs> Yeah, randomly drug tested. But <laughs> I'm just, you, have weird. you flown to, uh, to Amsterdam? No. And you were working? No, oh, man. My, the JFK, when I was JFK, like a couple months after I left JFK, uh, their base got to go to Amsterdam and started flying there. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there like at all? or? 
No, I've just been to uh, Copenhagen. They have this place called uh, Chris Christiana, which is a uh, it's known as Freetown, and it's kind of it's its own country within Denmark, like within the city of Copenhagen. Okay. It's like run by hippies, or there's an old like military base. So weed is legal there, and that's where everybody buys their weed. Stuff. It's yeah. like it's really cool. <laughs> um, but I really I imagine. Denmark I mean Amsterdam is pretty pretty similar I mean not the same yeah it was it was actually fun because the food there was it was actually a food scene too so I did I did like about five food tours with different people and my first the first I went there like three times the first time I was there um uh, I was doing a food tour and there was no other slots open so I'm like yeah I'll just go with the random family it was just me like I just did a solo trip so I was like, they're like, it's a family of three. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Just put me in there. <laughs> so then like, you have to find this corner that everyone meets up at. So it's, it's total of four people, including me. So then I get to the corner and I'm sitting there with my Cowboys jersey on. And then I see the, I see a family of three. And I'm like, I wonder if that's like the family that I'm going to be with. And then the next meeting, you know, they're from Boston. They're like, hey, you from America? I was like, yeah, how'd you know? The Cowboy jersey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still like. Are you waiting for the food tour? I was like, yeah, I'm waiting. So then oh, I was like, I got, I got to like, you know, I meet them. You know, we talked for a little bit, and then our food guide, she came, and then she ended up being from New Orleans. So I'm like, like this is such a weird, like this five Americans in Amsterdam. <laughs> like you're bringing us around, teaching us about the food. That was a cool experience. You should have. Have you been to Copenhagen? No, not yet. Oh my god! I, I have a whole list of places to go after 2020 is done. Well, I've never been to Nova because I'm poor. But the to, great to thing, Nola? what? To Nola? Noma, Noma. Oh, Noma! They said Nola. The, the best, you know, one of the best restaurants in the world. <laughs> uh, so they, but it's in Copenhagen. So all the chefs and stuff that are like work there winds up opening yeah. all these little spots in Copenhagen. So the food scene is like amazing. Yeah. And everyone's like super into like um you like locally sourced food and like doing your oh, food, yeah. like you you taste it. Like you your taste buds are like, all right, this tastes different than what I get back home. It's like straight like everything is like I wouldn't say the produce itself packs so much more flavor in other countries than here, unless oh, you yeah. grow it yourself. It's like, I feel like, the, what is it, like the soil or the love you put into it while you're letting it grow, like when you're watering it, or what is it? <laughs> well, it's, they don't, or the, there's a lot of laws against um, what you can or cannot put into your food in Europe. And like for, so we used to get sent to like Norway a lot and the place we stayed was in like the middle of fucking nowhere so the only thing around really to eat besides like the re hotel restaurant was there was a gas station <laughs> and there was McDonald's and you go to the McDonald's and the burger doesn't even taste like it's bad for yeah. you but it was yeah. like $30 so <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> this is not what McDonald's is supposed to be but uh yeah, they're just, they're not allowed to put that shit in the food. 
which it makes it better. And they also have a lot of laws under farming practices. So like here we have a lot of uh, GMOs and stuff, which you know may or may not be good or bad, but uh, we do a lot of like monocultures. Whereas in Europe, they have way more varieties of tomatoes and corn and mm -hmm. everything you can think of. And, you know, the they'll change like year to year, which is really cool. I remember when I went, the first time I went to France, I got a, I was with, I was actually with my college and I got a uh, bag of clementines mm -hmm. and I ripped one open on the bus and it was like the most amazing smell like oh, the most people, juiciest clementine yeah like people were like like turning around like what wow. is that where did you get that and i'm like it's clementine <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to like just hand them out to everybody on the bus but it was so good <laughs> it, like so much different so i'm really excited about this patio garden because everything's gonna be uh like you know super fresh i'm just gonna pick it right yeah. off and cook with it so that's been happening a lot where I'm like, this is amazing. I'm such a good chef. But it's like, no, you just have really good food. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Whole Foods costs like an arm and a leg for Apple. I mean, I was I there don't... yesterday. I, I, I mean, I want to give it to them. Yeah, I see what you guys are doing. But this is the one thing I, in Mr. Huggins class, I can't, I will never forget what he said about organic food. He said there's no such thing as organic vegetables and produce. I'm like, why? He's like, I can give you the same two potatoes, but one will just have extra dirt on it, and I'll call it organic. And I, mean, I would never forget that. And then it's always still in my mind. I'm like, I am I really paying extra for extra dirt on my produce or what? Well, to now like there are certain certifications where you have to be like 10 years without certain pesticides or actually like no pesticides and like you have to use organic farming practices which yeah. is whereas like you know that's a better something better to buy because you're not going and eating an apple or whatever that's just been like sprayed to death with who knows what you know that's you're really paying for them not to do shit <laughs> but that usually gives them a lower yield which increases the price per unit so mm. what i do <laughs> i can't wait to get a house my garden's gonna be amazing it's like whole foods will have like some interesting varieties of shit so like like cherry tomatoes like i i saw these like they're like dusty rose colored cherry tomatoes okay. like oh that's cool so i bought them i ate all of them but i saved one and then I scraped all the seeds out and saved the seeds. And now I can grow that plant and I never have to buy that from Whole Foods ever again. There you go. So, <laughs> so that's Take like that, my, Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. But they have, you know, they have really good dairy products at Whole Foods if you can like afford it. But there's like certain things where I like, I'll look to see if it's on sale. Yeah, um, of course. Like I should have done that before I got to Whole Foods yesterday. I was trying to get Beyond Meat and they're selling it for $10 for two patties. I guess more than actual beef. Like, I'm paying for fake beef. But I feel I'm like paying more. Beyond Meat, maybe it's just because it's like White Castle, but I feel like if you go to a public yeah. like, supermarket. They, they came a long way after that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, you gotta go. You actually just you should actually just buy it from the grocery store. Like two, they have they sell it by two patties, which it runs you from anywhere. If it's on sale for five dollars, like I emailed Beyond Meat and I was like, dude, I can't afford to go to Whole Foods and pay ten dollars for two patties. Like you gotta hook it up. You gotta hook Mr. Flavor Saver up. So then, like two weeks later, I got a a whole envelope of just free coupons. So then I went to Shoprite and I just took the whole freezer. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I, and then I'm just rolling my cart and this lady's just looking at me like, you must love that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like my total of the whole cart came out to like $3. <laughs> she looked at you, she's like, I'm never going to be a vegan. <laughs> oh my God. But I don't, yeah, I don't trust that Beyond Meat shit. But uh, uh, you should at least, at least uh, you gotta give it a try. I mean, I'm sure Not, it tastes good, but like, what? That's gonna do something, especially like uh, you have colitis. I have IBS. Shouldn't be fucking with this shit. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's made from plants. I mean, that's I could just say that like it's made from plants. So, so I it digests. You know what else? Pretty... You know what else is made from plants? Arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, there, you <laughs> there you go. There you go. I guess I guess I'll be the guinea pig on this one. Yeah. Ten years from now, I'll see me still alive. <laughs> You'll see me cooking with three hands. <laughs> I mean, that could be a benefit, though. <laughs> but. Maybe that move that will get me famous, right? That would definitely get if you just grew another arm. <laughs> I'll go back on Master Chef, definitely. He's too fast. What's that? Uh... <laughs> oh, have you ever have you ever thought about going and competing on a like a cooking show? Yeah. Yes and no. I just don't think I would be. I feel like they always put the craziest people on those cooking shows. It's like a bunch of crazy people and like two like chefs that you like you know are the ones that are gonna win. They're gonna be yeah in the final. Yeah. <laughs> and then um but like it just seems so stressful. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. It, I mean, so i I was gonna go for my audition in October for Master Chef the, the new season. Yeah. So I did my video and all that. So they're like, "Yeah, come bring your dish and this and that." Right. But at the at the same time, I'm like deciding if I should because I'm not that type of guy or cook that you give me a time limit and then I'm gonna make some delicious. Like, no, I, you can't give me like 30 minutes and you expect me to put out like something with love on the plate. Like, it's just gonna look like a mess. Like, I can't. Like, that stresses me out being under a time limit. Well, like a couple, I mean, a couple of my friends were on uh, like Iron Chef and um, Chopped and stuff. And they said like, you have, I don't know about Chopped, but Iron Chef, they give you like three different scenarios. And, okay. and then you oh, so find they, out when you yeah. get there, which like, they're like, you know, if you have beets, tomatoes and shrimp or something. You know, you're you're practicing those three scenarios, and then when you get there, they're like, "Okay, 
the secret ingredients is tomatoes and then you're like okay go to that scenario and then you do it um because when i did one competition for acf when i was in college and like you got your recipe and you just had to go in and practice like practice it over and over again time yourself and also like figure out where your um like holes were because they were also you know they judge you on the cleanliness and everything too mm-hmm. you have to be able to like run into your dishes while something's baking and like all this stuff so i just practiced over and over again and i'm like and i made like i made a parisian apple tart and there so they had like you have the technique of the crust you have the technique of like caramelizing the apples on the stove and then you also yeah have to bake a custard in the tart so you showcase a bunch of different techniques for the um for the judges basically if you're doing that Mm -hmm. and um it's just like there's no way you could make that be judged on all those factors and like i think i did it in it might have been 45 minutes or no maybe not maybe it was it was very short period of time and um, i watched like Sometimes chap, I'm like, okay, if you, if you knew what, like, everything was in the kitchen beforehand. Yeah. Like, knew where everything was, knew what was in there to use. Maybe you could do it. But if you have no idea what's in there, like, what, in not just food, equipment, like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I, I'll be that person that opens up the basket, like, okay, I'm done, guys. Yeah. You guys can do it. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like, it takes me 10 to 15 minutes just to think about something. Well, I would like, like, I'd be I able to get it. I can't it, just open I, it up. It's just like, yeah. it's, because like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I do this, this, and this. But I don't know if they have, like, a, you know, a blast freezer for, you know, all the tools I need to do that. Yeah. So it's a lot of, like, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I'd do it. But it would be stressful. Yeah, for sure. It would be stressful. And then, the psychology of reality TV, like they try to stress you out. Yeah, and they would, push you to break. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to break in front of Gordon Ramsay. Like, that dude is crazy. He's. A, I love Gordon Ramsay. I don't think he's. I, I, I love Gordon Ramsay, but if I had to cook in front of him and like, I don't know, I just feel like who would piss me off. Like would he would me get off, under my but skin. I feel like he only. I really feel like he only lashes out at people when they're really being stupid yeah so as long as like as long as you could be like yeah i'm sorry i was being stupid <laughs> like, he's gotta yell at you sorry chef. yeah sorry chef i'm an idiot like <laughs> then it's like yeah. it's like you got master chef and you got his hell's kitchen show it's like totally two different like he goes all in on hell's kitchen that's why i like hell's kitchen a lot more than master chef i don't watch I like master chef I watched. Uh, yeah, I was. I saw a, a little bit of the one where he did Master Chef with the kids, which was cool. Oh, yeah. And then I, because I saw like the clips on Facebook, and then because I don't have cable, because that's expensive. Who does? <laughs> so <laughs> I really just watch Netflix. But uh, they, you know, they give me agita those shows. But I love Kitchen Nightmares. It's like. I watch old oh my god <laughs> that i would have an anxiety attack if i was on that show i'd be like oh man um 
What about Cutthroat Kitchen? And I never saw ever... that one. No, I don't oh really watch God. it because Check that out. they're too. I'm like, like when it comes to those shows, like I don't watch a lot of sports. I, I watch like UFC from time to time, but like that's about it. So if I'm watching those shows, I get like a crazed sports fan, and I'm like yelling at the screen. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you should have stopped paying that. <laughs> Why are you born like that? What are you doing? You know, like so, I can't, I can't watch it too. <laughs> I can't watch it too much. It's bad. <laughs> I should film you, myself so, watching those shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new channel. That's that new might channel. work. M- I mean, there's people oh. watching. There's people just watching other YouTube videos and getting paid to do that. Like, it's just like the amount of stuff you could do. Oh, it's just yeah. like a trial and error. It's like, all right, like, well, do this. Yeah, it doesn't work. Great. All right, screw that channel. Let's do another one. Let's do something else. Like, that. I don't think nobody did anything on that line where they just watch cooking shows and then just have the reaction. That's something you should uh, really think into. <laughs> Maybe it's just so stressful. (laughs) So you get the anxiety of like, yeah, it's like you're. It's like you put yourself in their shoes. It's like, damn, I got to take that out of the oven now. Like, take it out now. That would be a. I'd be a great like commentator. I think on like Iron (laughs) Chef. Oh yeah, I would love to be one. That's why, like I said, like I love cooking and critiquing more than actual. I mean eating and critiquing more than actual cooking. Or you don't want to do anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to eat. Like, my taste buds, like, I always wanted to do the Gordon Ramsay challenge where on House Kitchen, they, uh, they put a microphone, I mean, not a microphone, a headphone on you, and then blindfold you, and then he feeds you, like, these random things, and you got to guess what it is. And then you do, like, five, and then – you get your score and then the whole team goes and then you're versing the other team. So I feel like my taste buds, like I could, my taste buds, I practice so hard that I could do like, if you gave me like six water bottles and made me taste that blindfolded, I could tell you exactly what water that is. Or like, if you gave me sodas, I'll tell you exactly what soda that is. Like brand and everything. Yeah, you might want to try uh, being a familiar, <laughs> like studying wine then, if you're that good at that. Uh, uh, I hate wine. Well, well, basically, here's the thing. Like, you can apply that to anything and call it, like, yeah. sommelier. Like, they do that with water. Like, yeah. So, if, you're, yeah. if your nose <laughs> and your taste buds are, like, that on point, you could just be like, you can make so much money off that shit. Like, do it. Yeah, so, I'm thinking, do it I'm thinking about... There you go. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I I can't eat hot sauce like that anymore. I'll make it. I can't eat it. Oh my god! <laughs> I like, like I have a whole collection. Yeah, I have just like ridiculous from all my travels. Like I always, I need like my suitcase will always have hot sauce in it from anywhere I travel to, and I'll just leave it like on the shelf, like as a little. Oh, I got it from there, but I never tried it. I got it from there. It's the story behind it. That's cool. <laughs> All right. I get magnets. 
<laughs> I was told. <laughs> but is there is there a, like a any any place in the world that as in street food wise that you trying to trying to go and like taste? I mean, I always try to go with the street food, but the problem with the street food and the shellfish allergy is like like when it came to Thailand, I didn't really have any street food because I was in this ocean town, uh, Krabby, and everything, like everything had seafood around it. Yeah. So yeah. when I went, I got a trip to Bangkok, and um, which was actually awesome because one of the guys I went to pastry school with, he's actually on Iron Chef Thailand right now. He's Thai. And I got to go visit oh, wow. him. And um, he... So I went out to eat with him, but before that, uh, we had a Thai base uh, of crew members, and I was flying. I had I saw one of the ones I knew in the the like hotel airport lobby. Uh, Jenny, mm -hmm. she's really cool. She has her own like Thai like fitness Instagram now that we're not working anymore. <laughs> she's cool. But, uh, right. There was this huge like food market next to the the hotel so she took me and because she speaks thai or whatever the language is i don't really know what it's called but uh <laughs> they she was able to say i don't like, know hey, either so <laughs> yeah i don't want to like hurt anybody's yeah feelings, but, like i just i don't know what it's called but um so she was able to like communicate with them and me and make sure like there's no shellfish because like she had wrote it down for me, but she was explaining to me, like, there's not one word for shellfish. Like you have to list everything like octopus, squid, shrimp, clams, oysters, like, and they're like, they don't understand. <laughs> so <laughs> she went down the list and she actually, we wound up like eating like more on the safe side with like the sweets and stuff. And mm. that was really cool. I had like a, a couple things I didn't like. There's this coconut thing I didn't like. It was like wrapped up in a leaf. And she's like, you're going to love this. And I put it in my, I was trying not to look like I, like I hated it. But I was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she just laughed at me. But uh, yeah, so it's really difficult with the allergy to do that. But, and it's also difficult because um, a lot of other countries have eat insects too. And if you're yeah, I'm I'm not really into that. That's like Andrew Zimmerman. I mean, I would try it, but the thing is, like, they found if you're allergic to shellfish, you're also allergic to cockroaches. So, which is very interesting. So, like, I don't know what else I would no. be allergic to. So I'm like really concerned that like if I try something extreme like that, like. Yeah. I don't really care what it tastes like, but I'm just not trying to die. Like Yeah. If you I mean if you ever I mean if you ever get the opportunity to go to India, that is one place where you could just like it's just never ending food on the street. Like and there's all vegetarian too at certain certain areas where you go to, you know, and the more south you go down, the more like seafood you get. So okay. 
you just stay in the capital and you could spend a whole week just eating like just go there come back like 20 pounds heavier just by eating a vegetarian food like I'm, my sister went there like my sister eats meat and all that she went there and she came back a vegetarian she's like oh my god i didn't know there were so many vegetarian dishes like we don't need meat i was like cool. <laughs> it's just like i love it the flavor the produce the flavors is just like never ending and there's always something new that i never had oh, yeah, go back color. a million times and always find something new yeah that whole area like i haven't been to i feel like i want to go everywhere there's no but especially now yeah. i'm like going oh, so crazy but <laughs> but uh <laughs> It's, yeah, it's crazy. I'm so used to just like, okay, see you later. And now I'm just here. I'm, I feel like just I'm just to... like perpetually like waiting like for my next trip. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> no. <know. laughs> That's not happening. But uh, that would, yeah, it would be cool to go there. And there's a lot of like, when I was flying to like Europe and Scandinavia, if we had like a three day layover or something which was pretty rare and it usually only occurred in like Norway where you can't afford to do anything <laughs> so yeah it's so expensive uh, yeah so like I mean I didn't I never had any money to like even go and do this stuff but people would go and since we had three days they would take a flight to like Prague or to um just like the like Eastern European countries and they'd like go explore there for a day and they would come back and then they would go work the flight. So like, and they would tell me all about the food there and like, there's just, I feel like it's, I'm one of those people that wants to like have the map and like have a pin in like every country, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, well they have the one where it's like you put it up and it's like, a you know the lottery scratch off? So you just scratch off where you went. Oh, that's cool. Instead of putting a pin on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like all gold. And then when you scratch it, like turns into another color telling you that you went there. And it like breaks up each country, like what part you went to. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's like a bucket list, like just to go to every country, eat something in every country or every region of one country. Yeah. But you also like, I feel like when you go to other countries, it's good to like know someone there to get like yeah. a, a so, guide yeah that's why youtube is like such a good like gateway to meet people in other countries like i have like i stopped reading my emails because there's just so many people are like you gotta come here you gotta come here like come here and i'll bring you like to all these places like we could do it on camera i was like are you gonna kill me like are you gonna, kill gonna come me? back but most of it too is like they're just so proud of their culture and where they live and stuff like they want to share it like i mean yeah I'm sure you do and i do like that's why we have youtube channels <laughs> so yeah uh not the american but now it's like now it's different now so it's like what do we like it's a new normal now so it's like once like international flights really pick up and everyone's like traveling again it's like how do you go about that do we talk through the mask or yeah, it's like just like with the with the Master Chef um audition, it's like it's oh, the whole yeah. show. Like, are we all wearing a mask or a shield or how does that work? Like, are you gonna taste our food after we cook it? Well, like, it does, uh, it's not the same no more. Yeah, just like six feet apart. Like, taste your food. 
because uh, they do it in Thailand. Right now, Let's show you. Because G is pretty awesome. I should link his uh, Instagram too. Well, that guy's wearing the wrong kind. Actually, they're not. Oh, when they're cooking, they're wearing a mask. So he's got like this, this little like shield on. I don't know if you can see it. Oh snap! But, is uh, that just covering his? Is that like his whole face, or is no, it just, just like, like up here? Let me see if hmm. I find a better one. I was just, I saw it and I was like, that's weird. Oh, that's bad. Oh, okay. So only when he's looking down, it really. Yeah. So when he goes like to, never... to do the food stuff, I guess it's like a spit guard for that. Yeah. And they're kind of far away from each other, but it's also Thailand, so the sanitation is a lot it's different. Nice. It's a lot. Oh yeah, I know. A lot different there. Is it? <laughs> Makes you appreciate what you have back here. Yeah. He was like, oh, it also man. opens up your eyes. Like, it makes you more, uh, I would say, like, for me, traveling the world, they really opened up, like, what I really need in life and what I don't need in life. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain it. It just opens your eyes up to more. Like, it's like you're not in your bubble anymore. Like, it's like, oh, wow, like, you have all this. Like, this is all going on in the world as we speak. Yeah. It's like, I never thought that way, you know? I always thought, like, everything was, like, what we do here. And then you go to another country, and it's like, what? Like, you yeah, drive like, on another side? Like, how does that even work? Like, oh, yeah. How do you not crash into each other? <laughs> just, like, the simple things. We've had, the thing I mean, in Thailand that, that got me the most and then when I was in America afterwards, I was just like laughing to myself. They don't like they don't really use toilet paper. Like they have. Oh, yeah, that was about <laughs> me. That was like the first thing. Like when I land, like this was like when I was twelve years old and I landed in India. I tried using the bathroom at the airport. First of all, I was like. Uh, how does this work? Because it looks like you got to sink in in the ground. Like, how does this work? What does this hose do? Well, so my I'm question is. Spray this? My question is, maybe you can answer this for me. You use because they still in Thailand they had the toilet paper, but you had to put it like in the garbage, and then you had oh, like you couldn't flush okay. it, and then they had the spray hose. So yeah. once you do the spray hose. Number one, I feel like it's like the water fountain where you have that like gross person that puts their mouth on the water fountain. Like uh, there's got to be that guy that Aww. puts the hose on their asshole. But then <laughs> also I'm wondering, like once you spray yourself, like how do you dry off? Like is there always toilet paper? Is the toilet paper for dry off and then you throw it out? Like I don't. It's, it's a hand blower, but it's built in. There is no hand blower. The ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, you ever use a bidet like that i remember the first time i used a bidet i was like whoa what the hell <laughs> well, maybe i just experienced i think everyone... long enough for the the blow dry because i didn't think it was coming <laughs> i was just like what the fuck <laughs> 
Oh man. So <laughs> uh, that was off topic. Oh, that's definitely staying in there though. That's hilarious. But there's a blow dry? I had no idea. There was no blow dry. This is a regular toilet. I don't I don't know what they did. Maybe G could uh comment on this and tell me. <laughs> But, There's definitely like an explanation behind it, like a whole yeah. story. I feel like they should almost put like instructional pictures, like in the stall. How to guide. Like, like, when helpful. you close the door, it's like a whole like, it's like step one. Step they, two, yeah. step three. Because they had like, they had like a million signs for like, don't put the toilet paper, like pictures in the toilet. Like, don't do that. But they don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, you can't like, ask anybody. Like, so you're it's... telling me what not to do, but tell me what to do. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be really helpful. Sorry, guys. We were having some technical difficulties with my mic on this part of the recording. We started talking about censorship on YouTube. Um, that's where we left off. <laughs> you can't have too many rules in the kitchen now. No. And I feel like cursing in the kitchen is like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, I got worked in the kitchen for like 10 years. Like, dude, like, you just hear the shit that we say back there like, about yeah. every customer, every server, the managers, like everybody. Talk shit oh, about everybody. So many people. <laughs> it's like you never saw the movie Waiting? Like, it's like that. Yeah, you just have to go back and forth. Like... Chefs are some of the funniest people right now, because you just yeah and vicious. Like you just have to, you have to have that like yeah. silver tongue. <laughs> exactly. And then I like um, I just like you know like I like doing I like having my own flair to things, especially if you have your own YouTube channel. Like you want to keep it you, right? Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to be someone else. Like, you yeah. want to, like, be you. Like, you want to, that's the reason why I started it. It's like, there has to be, like, you could, you could know all the information about cooking, but you could have the shittiest personality and no one will watch it. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like it, like, we build a network of people that are, like, you can collaborate with and, like, yeah. do like-minded stuff yeah. with that's, you know, it'll make your whole circle of that network just like grow. Exactly, exactly. So I had, so I'm, Instagram is one thing that I'm really slacking on. Like I haven't posted in so long where I really got to keep up with it. It's so hard to like keep up with all these social media accounts and then like, respond to people. And it's, it's like, it's like, man, it's like another job. You know, that's why yeah. I want to just focus on this more than, you know, what I do during the day. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, I figured out how to, like, schedule the videos. All the Instagram stuff, it actually seems, better, like, easier to do on your desktop when it comes to, like, IGTV. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, what I started doing this week was every, because I have, like, 50 videos now, <laughs> so now that um, that's good that's good i have like content what i'm gonna do is like once my videos get like like a month old or something then they can go into like the facebook bin 
So this way I constantly have something going on Facebook because I feel like because I'm a girl and all that other shit, um, my, my target audience is on Facebook, like swapping recipes and recipe groups and stuff. Like I get a lot yeah. of people from there, a lot of traffic from that. So if I can, but my problem is <laughs> I, I really can't afford to buy ads. And Facebook had already um, shut down my account to buy ads because of the Verde book, which was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's a book. It's not, I'm not, they had all these ads for Houseplant, which is Seth Rogen's marijuana company. And yeah. I can't sell a book. I was so pissed. <laughs> but there's nobody, there's nobody to talk to. To say like, hey, I'm wrongfully, you know, I've wrongfully been banned because I was. And I even tried to post ads. I had nothing to do with marijuana. And like I made a joke about uh, like something on Netflix or something. Like nothing to do with it. And they they like reported it for like illegal substances. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. so it yeah. It took them a, a year and two months to unban me wow so like any hope i had for selling that book I was like fuck you because i never had any money for advertising my whole idea was to go around social media and then it just eliminated my reach because you know a lot of people i'm friends with on facebook or instagram don't smoke pot so i can't just rely on that you know okay. <laughs> so not I was having, so I wanted, that's what I wanted to do, like transition over just channel just on that, you know, because yeah. you have like your regular cooking channel. There's people that are watching it that are probably really offended by that stuff too. Yeah. And then you don't want to lose them also. So it's hard to please everybody that watches your videos. I don't want to so lose that's them, I, but I want to educate yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to try it's to like, educate them. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I definitely want to do, uh, gotta do some in the future. Like, let's I'll definitely pick like one of your recipes. I can, I could like recook, shout you out. Definitely need the book. You still selling the hard copies? Yeah, they're on Amazon. I think they're like down to like $7 or something now, right now. But I kind of, there's, I was wearing, so I have a shirt I made. And it says be blunt on it. And then it's got like the symbol with the pineapple marijuana thing. So I was going to hope oh, nice. buying eggs because those vital <laughs> eggs are on sale. And uh, the cashier was like, I like your shirt. So I was about the book. And I was trying to pull it up on his phone on Amazon. And it wasn't like showing. And he had to like Google me to find it. I was like, what the fuck? Ridiculous. But it's on Amazon. Yeah, just send me the link. I'm gonna buy that right now, so I could like have it in the background in my videos. So somebody will be like, "What is that?" I'll be like, "Oh, thank you for asking." Yeah, seven dollars and. <laughs> Let me get into it. <laughs> down from thirty-five ninety-five. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. Cause uh. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it on my computer. 
because then I can give you my Amazon straight and make a commission off of it. <laughs> oh, I found it. Oh, only four left in stock. Order They're soon. lying. They're lying. It's uh, like every time they sell one, they print it. So like, you know, there's only one in stock when you buy it. <laughs> Makes no Wait, sense. Hold up. I'm gonna put it in chat. Oh, it's, it's prime too. I'm gonna get in two days. I would recommend you should try making the brownies because you're bad at baking. I just bought it. <laughs> I'll get in two days. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely make some of it because I already made coconut oil. Like I have a jar already, so I don't oh, know. Oh, brownie, got... the brownie is perfect for that. You don't have to use you yeah. could use butter, but you could use all oil. Doesn't matter. There's a lot of things you can do with that. That's what I was thinking, actually. Indian food with marijuana, like cooking, is probably the best thing to do with it. That's what I think. Because they use a lot of oil. If you use clarified butter, yeah, ghee. There's, there's clarified butter in every single thing you eat that's Indian. Yeah. And I think if you <laughs> could do, oh, you didn't go lift, huh? All right. <laughs> if uh, you do, what was I gonna say? Frozen dinners with the proper doshas, like that's what I was thinking with Indian food, that would be so oh, I was, that's, it's funny how you brought that up because I was, that was one of my first things to make gourmet meals, like frozen, like, you know, and just have it at dispensaries. Like you sell to all the dispensaries, you know, and they just buy like, it's just like uh, meal prep, but it's in the frozen and they'll just take it, pop in the microwave, you know, eat, you know, have fun and then get hungry again and eat another one of yours, you know? Well, that, that'll get dangerous. You gotta have like, <laughs> you gotta have like the dosage one and then one that's like for later that is just for the munchies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, yeah like, one that's wrapped in green and one that's not wrapped in that color. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta think of a different color. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be perfect. But I think Indian food would be perfect for that. Or like yeah, for sure. how they're they're crossing like Indian food with Mexican food now. Like if you did like a chicken tikka masala burrito that was in the frozen section. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had it in LA. Um I had it at a gas station. If you look it up, I'll send you the link for the video. But that's one of like the most famous Indian food is at a gas station. And it's literally every all the Indian food, but they'll just wrap it into a burrito. So I was like, holy shit, this is so good. Like, why didn't I think of this? This is like the most simplest thing you could think of makes the most money. Oh, yeah. I went to uh, As long as it tastes good, right? When I lived in <laughs> Philly, there was a... It's not... I mean, it's Pakistani food, which is a little similar. But uh, this guy opened a ice cream, an ice cream parlor. It was crazy. But... <laughs> What a character. It was all Lassie's and chat. Okay. Lassie's chat and Gulab Jamin. <laughs> oh my God. Those are the best three. And that's it? That's all he that's sold? That's it. That's all he sold. And he put, he made like the Lassie's where like you would, he had all these like purees made 
and like other like okay. he, he had one that was like candied rose petals it was really good that he would put in the lassi and uh, so you would just pick like whatever flavors you want like I, I'll go there all the time I was in West Philly the mood cafe it was like he painted the building like bright orange and he was like <laughs> he was like you have to learn about this you're a chef so I would like just go in and do the shit with him he was like I don't remember his name he had like a really bad toupee. That's <laughs> 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 a funny guy. But it was like his dream to have like the. He called it ice cream shop, but it wasn't. I was like, "There's yeah. no ice cream in here." <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, wait, everyone loved it. It was really fun. I love lassies. That would be a good one for uh, marijuana. Yeah, they um, if you go to certain places in India, they make this drink like with milk and cinnamon and all the spices with with the cannabis in it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the episode with Anthony Bourdain when he went in the desert and he drank it and he's just chilling on the camel in the desert of India, just like daydreaming and talking out of his mind. <laughs> I gotta go back and like. Yeah, that's the one. That was one of my favorite episodes. I'm sure I watched it, and I didn't See, even like. I I met him before too. I don't know if you ever met him. What? No, I don't. I, guess 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 where I met him. Where? Just it's Emrod's hut. Oh, when he was filming the episode. <laughs> Not when he was filming. He was just there, like he was eating just there? by himself. Emrod's hut like, is amazing. Like, that dude looks like Anthony Bourdain. I'm sure that's Anthony Bourdain. So I went up to him and I was like, yeah, bro, that's you. <laughs> and then he was so cool. Like, I was like, I'm not going to take a picture or nothing. Like, I just want to tell you, man, like, you know, I'm like, you're one of your biggest fans. I read all your books. I keep, like, you know, and then I asked him, I was like, what, what was your, um, your most, like, hated episode or the most, like, place that you went to that you didn't like and he told me when he went to Kerala India and I went to Kerala India and he's like I was like why'd you hate it he goes like because when he was on the houseboat like there was no power like there was bugs he couldn't even cook his food like he just it ruined his vibe he said I was like all right I'll keep that in check I'll keep that in mind when I go (laughs) oh my god wow that's awesome yeah after that was cool so he was always my favorite, and then he started doing jujitsu. I was like, "Are you just trying to steal my life?" Oh, <laughs> 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 I was like, "What?" And then, and then, and then when he died, I was also in France the same day. Oh no! Like, what? Oh. I remember when I first heard that. I was literally reading, rereading his Kitchen Confidential, his book. I was like, I was reading it, and I was on break, and I'm like. I get a message. I'm like, no fucking way. Like, what? what's the chances of that? I mean, he did drop, like, over 600 hits of LSD, but I don't know yeah, if that had anything so to do with it. I don't know. I think he found out something we don't know about. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's what, that's what you got to do? All right. That's, like, the... Someone had the joke. You know it's bad when that guy kills himself. 
Now I'll just be my spirit animal. So good. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. So thanks for watching Chef Grace's Place. Um, if you want to check out Mr. Flavor Saver, just look him up on YouTube. And I'll yep. put the info in the description. And I'll probably put it on the screen too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is fun. And let's do this again. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I'm, we're definitely doing this again. Definitely going to make a video on one of your recipes for sure. Yeah. Just order your book. So we'll see. You got to do it, brownies. You got to do something with baking because I'm not convinced that yeah. you're a horrible baker. I want to I wanna see you bake we'll something see. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. All right. Thank you. <laughs>